Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice, and profit. You'll learn new, innovative, and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale, or systemize, and even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonald here, and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. We've got something very special, new, and unique for you in the next few days. We are doing a mini-series, and this is something that we've never done before. But it's Mark Homer's 40th birthday in a few days' time. Now, Mark's taken some well-deserved time off for his birthday. So Rob Moore has organised and created a series of videos and podcasts that you can listen to here and also see the video in the Progressive Property community. Now, Rob and Mark have been in business together for nearly 15 years. They set up Progressive Property nearly 14 years ago and built the UK's largest property training company, Progressive Property. They bought hundreds of properties together that they own, co-own and manage. And Mark is currently developing to a 100-unit conversion block and another 35-plus unit conversion block over 135,000 square feet of property. Now, it's quite rare that you hear from Rob and Mark nowadays in Progressive, as they're off building their portfolio or concentrating on their other business interests, like Rob Moore's Disruptive Entrepreneur brand. So this is a special, unique opportunity, and I think it's really great to get some information from Mark Homer. I think Rob Moore will cover about 75 or 80 different things he's learned from Mark Homer over the last 15 years. Mark Homer is kind of an unsung hero. He's the hidden genius behind Progressive. Probably one of the most knowledgeable people in buy-to-let property in the whole of the UK. He's not a public person. He's not a glitzy person. He's just there in the background, steadily, consistently doing great work. So I hope you enjoyed this new series. There's going to be one every day for the next few days on the Progressive Property Podcast. So make sure you tune in every single day. And also, we're going to be launching something very, very special for Mark's 40th birthday. Something we've never done before. We've been polling all of the Progressive Property community to find out what the community would like from Mark. And we're going to put together something unique for his birthday. So you want to be making sure that you're listening in and ready and waiting for that. And it'll be towards the end of February or in early March. So thanks for tuning in. And here is the first of 14 years of lessons from Mark Homer by Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here, and um, this is something completely different and new, and I hope special for you. Something I'll probably only do once in my entire life, and in Mark Homer's entire life. Uh, and that is, I'm doing a series of content on the lessons I've learned from my amazing business partner, Mark Homer, over the last 14 years of being in business with him. Now, Mark is very much in the background when it comes to, you know, the training company and the content and the live videos. But in fact, much of the stability, the longevity, the security of mine and Mark's wealth, Mark's wealth and I, I don't know what the right (laughs) English grammar is for that. Um, Mark and I's wealth, is that right? And the longevity and security of Progressive Property, the training business over the 14-year period. And the hundreds of properties that Mark's bought or managed or been involved in buying for himself and other people, including me. He's the unsung hero. Um, He often doesn't get a lot of the praise, but um, he's 
the term genius is, is quite widely used and sometimes thrown away. But um, I don't know anyone that knows more about property, certainly sort of buy to let property than Mark Homer in the whole of the UK. I just don't know anyone. And so to that regard, I'm very grateful and uh, fortunate to be his business partner. Now, he's currently away taking a well-deserved few days off um, leading up to his birthday. And so I thought I'd do something um, off my back to share with you, which I think can really benefit you and can be kind of like a special um, ode to, you know, an, an honour of Mark coming up for his 40th birthday. Uh, these things should not be saved um, and said, you know, um, in times of pain or need or at people's funerals. We should honour and admire and be grateful for people who are special people in our lives right now while they're here and now. And Mark, Mark is one of the most special people in my life. Um, I was best man at his wedding, which was one of the, the greatest days of my life. He was best man at my wedding. Um, he uh, recently pulled me aside um, and told me privately that he would like me to be the godfather to his son, Freddie, which is one of the highest honours and accolades I could say I've ever had in my life. He's been with me every step of the way. He's been very loyal and supportive. He brings the best out in me. He looks after me. He looks out for me. And it's very special to have someone like that in your life. Um, and he's definitely family. That's a done done deal. And we're going to be, he even messaged me yesterday because um, we'd have, we've had a couple of challenges in the last few, few months in business and property, especially on one of our big developments. Um, there was a major problem that we're fixing right now. And this is normal. And we share these problems in Progressive, don't we? Um, we don't just tell you all the upside and that's important to, to remember. But he said, I'm looking forward to still being your business partner when we're whizzing down on our uh, motor scooters down Thorpe Road. So Thorpe Road here is where I live. And basically what he's saying is when we've got our Zimmer frames and we're grumpy and we're 85 years old, we're still going to be business partners. And, you know, I, I treasure those moments and I save those messages and I put them in, in my um, in my photos in my phone. So um, what I'm going to do then um, to lead up to his birthday is, and his birthday's on the 28th of February uh, is I'm going to share with you probably, I don't know, it might be four, five or six different videos of content. Uh, which um, are, are summarised all the things I've learned from Mark over the years. Now, I just spent 20 minutes this morning thinking about that, and I've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 20, 26 things already. Um, so I'm going to go into a lot of detail and cover a lot of things. They're going to be relatively broad in that some things are going to be specific to property, some things are going to be specific to business, something... Things are going to be specific to finance and money. And some are just general life lessons. Now, Mark's very contrarian and, you know, his lessons aren't glitzy and sexy, but they're granular and down and dirty and real. So um, I hope that in this series of videos, you're going to get some brand new content, some stuff that's really quite different and often not shared publicly. Um, so, yeah, uh, a couple more things then before we get into the content is that on the 28th of February, it's Mark's 40th birthday, and I'm planning to do something very special for that. That's only going to happen once. I don't quite know what it is yet, but I've put a poll in the progressive community about some things you maybe would like us to do to celebrate his 40th birthday. Please go and vote on that poll so that we can um, package up something that the community want the most. It looks so far like the things that are um, most popular are some kind of private property mastermind with Mark, and also a business and finance course with Mark. 
Um, we're certainly planning on doing something big, something one-off with Mark specifically and at a very special price or discount or offer or whatever that will just be a one-off thing for his 40th birthday. I expect it to go wild. I expect hundreds of people to want to jump on that. But because it's his 40th birthday, it will be special in that we'll, it will only be for 40 people and it'll be a one-off. All right, then. Great. So let's get into this then. Uh, I don't know how many I'll cover. I'll probably go for about another 10 or 15 minutes. So the first thing is um, we talk a lot about joint ventures and partnerships in Progressive and sometimes people jump into bed. If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. With people too soon. They don't do diligence, they don't do research, they don't do background checks. Um, one of the things that upsets me in this world is that when people... Um, you know, use and, and trust and leverage the um, progressive property community, either to not do enough diligence and therefore make mistakes, or those in the past, there's only been a, a real small handful, but there's one um, at the moment who have um, come in, used the progressive community, leveraged that trust that everyone has in the community, and then maybe not serve their clients as well as they should. And that upsets me. And sometimes in the odd rare case, it's even worse than that. Um, so even though the community in Progressive is a very trusted place, you know, there's a lot of us and, you know, there's a really different feel to the corporate world where actually, you know, it's positive, it's a positive vibe. There's not a lot of shit talking and negativity, which there are in some other forums and groups. But because of that, sometimes the odd few people, and it's only a very small percentage, they trust too quick and they assume too much. And so Mark's um, view on partnerships is that you always test partnerships and relationships before you get into contracts, legals and get into bed properly. You always, always test first. You don't jump in. You do your diligence. You do your research. You do it for a bit longer than you want. You do not rush it. Uh, and a few people do, and then they come unstuck. And then in the, in the odd rare case, they maybe blame others or the progressive community, um, when in fact we've banged this drum for, well, 14 years. And yeah, we, you know, we teach people upside and the positives of property and the benefits of property and what it can do for your life. That's a given. We're all in property because we love being in property. We all know what property can do. Even the more sceptical and the negative and even the critic-y kind of people, they love being in property. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in all the property forms talking about property all the time. We all know that property works. That's a given. That should be a tick. But um, Mark tested me. Now, uh, if you know the story of Mark and I meeting in the joint venture partnership, um, you'll know that um, with, uh, we met um, in December 2005. Um, and by um, the end of February, early March 2006, Mark had helped me get a job in a property sourcing company. 
And then maybe a, a couple of months later, Mark and I were buying our first deal. And then by the end of that year, we had bought about 20 deals for ourselves and, um, you know, with joint venture finance and with his money and for clients. Um, we were starting to source for clients towards the end of that year. Um, and so it sounds like Bish Bash Boss, Mark and I met, shook hands, signed a contract on the day and bang, we were partners for life. That is not how it was, hap- how it happened. And I, I never t- tell people that that's how it happened. Mark watched me for three to four months very closely. Now, he didn't tell me he was watching me. And his rule of when you're watching people and looking at how they behave and working out if you can do business with them, partnership relationships, source to or from them, you know, but borrow or lend from them. Um, his golden rule is to never tell them that you're doing that, but do it intensely. Watch them, research them, see how they treat other people, say nothing, watch from a distance, watch how they behave. And he did that with me. And I didn't know he was doing that to me, with me. And that was the key element. Because if you had said to me early days, hey, Rob, I've got plenty of money. Um, you know, maybe we can do business. And a lot of people do that. They just go Bleh, on a forum. I've got money. You know, can anyone want to do a JV? And they do that straight away. And they, they misrepresent what we teach. And we don't teach that because, you know, that's revealing all your cards too early. Um, You know, that's attracting the wrong kind of person. So he watched me silently. You know, we were hanging out a lot together. We were getting to know each other, but I didn't know he had loads of money. He never told me. Well, loads relatively for me back then. You know, he's a, you won't mind me saying this, he's a multi, multi multi-millionaire and he never tells anyone, but you would know that. Um, But back then, compared to what I had, which was minus, um, he had a lot of money. Um, and I didn't find out until he got really pissed. Um, I think it was around about the February time. I think he kicked himself that he let all that out. But that has certainly by then I was on him. Uh, and that's the thing. If you tell people these things, they're on you. They're selling to you. They're pushing you. They're all over you. And, and I was. Uh, and that was got, ended up being a good thing. So you test partnerships, you test relationships before you dive into joint ventures, contracts, legals. Uh, you watch from a distance. You see how they behave. You see how they treat others. Um, because Mark always believes how people treat others is how they treat you. What they did in, in the past, they'll probably do in the future. Now, I'm a little bit more like people can change. Um, and the past isn't always a dictation of the future. And everything is different. And everyone is different. And everything is unique. Um, and, and that is to some degree true. But it's also to some degree naive. Whereas Mark's like, no, if they've had a job every year for 10 years, then um, if we hire them, they're going to work for us for a year and then they're going to leave. People do what they've always done. Um, and to a certain degree, I'd say statistically, he's more correct than me. Um, so that's probably why, um, you know, Marcus, he's less of a risk taker than me, but, but probably makes less mistakes than me. So I learned this from Mark and I've adapted this now. So when I go into new partnerships and ventures, um, I, I like to watch them first. I like to have got to know them for a few months. They don't know that I've been watching them, but I've been watching them, seeing how they behave. Um, and then when we do a partnership now, We'll test before we do legals, heads of terms, you know, a massive contract. We're actually, we've structured three new joint ventures this year and um, they've all taken more than a year. And that's good. Now, look, here's the problem. You want to buy properties quick. You want to do joint ventures quick. You want to borrow money quick. You don't want to wait a year for a partnership to happen. That's okay. Now, if you're borrowing money, you have to kind of, well, I say you have to, you don't necessarily need to do as much diligence as them. Um, but actually that's something I haven't got on my list that Mark taught me is that even if you borrow from family and even if you borrow from friends, contracts, legal securities, and you act like it's, you know, James Kahn from Dragon's Den or a, an, an angel or a, a dragon or a vulture as sometimes they're known, you act professionally and properly and legally and officially. 
Um, not in terms of your communication, but in terms of your structure, your process, your legals and your security, even if it's with a friend. Mark would never do a JV on a handshake. Never. He would just think that is ridiculous and that is a recipe for disaster. Uh, and often when people do have um, difficult relationships, it's because they've done that. Um, so he watched me from a distance and um, it wasn't until March where he was like, he'd kind of already revealed his hand of how much money he had and how many properties he could buy. Uh, and to be honest, um, had he not done that, he might have taken a bit longer to do a partnership with me. I went on the, you know, the charm offensive. Um, so now you could say three or four months is not that long to watch someone from the distance. But Mark and I were literally spending, uh, well, in, in December and Jan, probably two days a week with each other. Um, in Feb onwards, we were spending six days a week with each other, including going out, you know, socially, etc. Um, so he got to see a lot of me. So it's not about how many days you watch someone. It's about how many hours you spend with them. So it could be weeks. It could be months, depending on, on the time frame. Um, and, and so I think in the end, it was a good thing that he was just a bit slower and steadier to look at, um, you know, a joint venture with me. He made me earn it. Uh, and I think I probably valued it more because he made me earn it. Um, and, you know, he taught me about security and charge and and this sort of, you know, not I wouldn't say not trusting because Mark is very trusting, but you have to earn it really. It is way longer to earn Mark's trust. But once you've got it, you've got it. Now, Mark would say trust, but verify. And that's actually one of my later points. So I'll do that on, on a later video. Um, so. You know, there was a lot of the research and diligence up front. And then when we were working together, um, you know, he trusted me. He let me do my th thing, etc. All right, great. Um, a lot of people really don't understand Mark. Uh, they don't know him like I do. He's fiercely loyal. Um, he's, uh, ve he's very considerate. Um, he thinks about other people a lot. He takes on a lot of responsibility. He has to do a lot of the dirtier work. All the contracts, the legals, the research, the diligence. If there's ever an issue in progressive community with a joint venture that's gone wrong, even if it's nothing to do with us or if it's, you know, with a trainer or an ex-trainer, Mark's always on it doing diligence research, even a bit of private investigation work. And he never gets credit for that. And he doesn't even ask for credit for that. Um, and, you know, on the occasional time, it's not frequent, but it happens from time to time when progressive might get criticised. They don't realise in the background how much Mark has helped and um, arbitrated and navigated these things through to conclusion. He keeps me and the trainers accountable, make sure that we're very accurate with what we say because people can get a bit ahead of themselves. Things slip out of my mouth, things slip out of the trainer's mouth eh, very occasionally, but this is natural and normal. Um, and Mark's like, be careful what you say, be technically correct, be very accurate. Um, if that um, actually accuracy... Would you want what you said on the front page of the Sun newspaper? He always tells me that. <laughs> All right, great. Um, so he, he takes on a lot of worry for people, uh, including you in the community, even though you wouldn't necessarily know that. Um, he's taught me to watch and to listen rather than open my, uh, my gob and speak and react. And I know you might think that that's funny that maybe I haven't taken on that lesson because, that, you know, I do that a lot. I, I speak a lot, but that's kind of my job. But actually, um, I watch a lot more. I listen a lot more. Um, you know, when you're in a situation where maybe you're with a peer or even you're with a mentor or you're with a group of pretty successful people and, you know, your ego can come out and go, oh, I'm not as good as these people. Oh, worry, I've got to prove myself. I've got to prove myself. And I used to have that to a certain degree. And now if I'm in a situation where there's mentors, peers, coaches, people who are more experienced than me, I just shut my gob and I listen because you learn way more listening than you do talking. Because when you're talking, you're projecting out, controlling the conversation. Uh, and, and when you're talking, they can't teach you. 
So there's so many situations now where I just sit and I listen. And then my, my ego never really allowed me to do that. And not ego in terms of like, you know, bragging, but the defensive ego. Oh, am I, am I worth it enough in this room? Am I valuable enough? Are they all better than me? Do I feel insignificant? And then you try and create significance. But that's not smart. The smart thing is to do is to watch and to listen and to not speak. And you know, usually if there's criticism, if there's um, difficulty, if there's challenge, Mark's rule is say nothing, do nothing. Because often you say something and do something, you incriminate yourself or you make it worse or you react emotionally and then let the emotion subside. And then after that, you say or do something tactically, strategically rather than emotionally. Um, what I'll probably do in the next video is I'll share a bit more of the story of how we met and our partnership and our relationship and how it's developed over the years, because I think, um, you know, many people don't know the full story. It's very rare for me to do you know, a, a podcast on the Progressive Property Podcast um, and a, a live stream into the Progressive Property community, because obviously, whilst I'm co-owner still and co-founder of Progressive Property, um, I'm doing much more entrepreneurship and start and scale up content and work with my podcast, etc., as you know. So what I'll do here now is I'll go through and share with you some of the things coming up in the future videos. Uh, I, I will also do a couple now. I've got to jump on at 8.45 onto another live and we're at 8.39. Um, so uh, not buying overseas, not buying off plan and not buying new build. I'll cover that. Um, to buy one or two of a type of property first and test and only scale once you've got systems and proof. I'll cover that because people go all in 10x, you know, go big or go home too early and they do big deals and then they're out. Um, actually, I can do this one really quickly. You never know the real numbers of a property or a deal or any venture or a joint venture until you've been in it or owned it or done it for six to 12 months. And you know, there's a lot of people on social media, look at my deal, look at my numbers. This is going to make a million pounds. Well, actually, you don't know until you've owned it for six to 12 months. That's why you should buy a handful or a small amount of properties of a type, whether it's buy to let, HMO or commercial conversion, a small amount first and test and own them for a year and see what the average tenancy is and the voids are and the actual net income, not just gross income is because you only know when you've been in it for, for six to 12 months. I only listen to stroke learn from people who have been there and done it. That's another a markism. Um, so, you know, when people are pumping deals out there, well, have they done it for six to 12 months? Have they got the proof or are they just projecting numbers? And then when you're projecting your own numbers, it's fine to make projections, isn't it? Um, but you only know uh, six to 12 months in what the reality is. And so therefore, don't scale too quickly. Um, we're often not credited for giving people advice to not go too big too soon or to do diligence diligence, um, and to only buy uh, more and scale up aggressively of a property type once you've got the numbers, the data, the systems and the proof. But we're often holding people back from making really big mistakes. And I know we've saved thousands of people from making stupid mistakes by slowing them down a bit. And often people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear to slow them down, to be more steady, to wait, to not go all in 10x uh, big or home. Because if you go big or go home, you've got two choices, big or home. And usually it's home and not big. Um, so something to think about there. All right, cool. Um, so what else have we got coming up then? Track your net worth closely and review it every six months. That's something I can, I can cover now really quickly. So um, you cannot master what you do not measure. Uh, Mark loves that fraying. You cannot master what you do, fraying, saying, you cannot master what you do not measure. So Mark taught me to track my net worth, which um, people always ask, what does net worth mean? What's a millionaire defined as? Well, it's simple. It's um, your net assets minus your total liabilities. So if you have um, a million pounds worth of equity 
and a million pounds worth of debt, your net worth isn't two million, it's one million. It doesn't matter if it's in cash or in assets, it's just net worth, net after all debt, liability. Um, and so Mark said, the first thing you've got to do, Rob, is you've got to find out your exact position. Because I was in debt by, to the tune of nearly 50 grand consumer and personal and, uh, you know, a more, uh, not including actually my home mortgage. So it was all bad debt. Um, and he said, first off, you've got to find your exact net position. All your expenses, your ca- your, the cash and the capital. So the capital is equity or, or, or negative equity. And then, the, you know, the cash is the income, the cash flow. Find out where you're at. Doesn't matter if it's bad, track it. And then every three to six months, reevaluate it, uh, measure it consistently. You cannot master what you don't measure. And the more you master and track your net worth, well, sorry, the more you measure and track your net worth, the more it's going to go up because you can only improve the situation that you know. And it's sort of like this unconscious driver to, to increase it. Mark always said as well, when I look at assets, I look at sale costs, not pricing costs. So, you know, if I look what a watch is worth on Chrono24 or WatchFinder, um, that's, uh, that's an asking price, not a sale price. And it's a retail price, not a wholesale price. So in fact, I've got a minus 10, maybe 15% off. So Mark always looks at an, an asset minus exit costs. So, you, you know, you've got your taxes, your cost of sale, the time it takes to, say, to sell. And he reckons that's often about 10% of the value that, that you think it's worth. Mark always does worst case, likely case and best case scenario analysis on all of his assets, on selling assets, on um, being, having to liquidate his assets and on all the deals that he does. Best case, likely case, worst case scenario, three ways each time. Okay, Mark believes that every pound is a prisoner. I'll cover that on another video. Um, how long things actually take. Trust but verify. Check and check again. Spot checks. Um, saving tax and expenses. Um, persistence. And I'll talk about, a bit about that because Mark's got a way of doing that. Um, okay, this, the, the, two, the two ways Mark, Mark sees to make money in any property market. Um, the three ways, actually. Um, scaling up your refurbs progressively. Um, what business opportunity is the right one for you? Joint ventures, longevity, consistency, compounding, accuracy, um, and then getting support and advice and mentorship. Mark does not believe in blazing the trail. He lets me do that. Mark believes in watching others and then learning from them. That's what he believes. He lets other people do the risk. Other people make the mistakes. Other people go bust. And he, he's very good at vicariously learning from people and hustling his way into situations where he can let someone else, um, you know, do all the messy, chaotic learning and experience and making all the mistakes. And then he can um, stand on the shoulders of giants and, and leverage their uh, knowledge and experience. So he's, he always believes in mentorship and courses and learning from the best. He doesn't go and blurt out and shout about it because some people believe you can get all the information yourself or you, know, you don't need courses or mentoring or, 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 or any kind of advice or support from everyone. You just got to learn on the ground, learn from your mistakes. Mark actually doesn't believe that. He believes that that's a, a part of the journey of success. But Mark actually does employ the services of a lot of people who know more than him. And his default is who's been there and done it and how can I learn from them and if I need to pay them or befriend them or partner with them or just learn from them. Cool. So I'm going to do two of these a day until I'm done with all the content. Every day I'm going to sit down and think about more. The more things that he's taught me, there's going to be more and more and more and more. So make sure you're here and you're ready roughly at 8.15ish a.m. and somewhere between 8 and 9, no, 7.30 and 9 p.m. give or take. 
Um, and what I'll do in the future lives is I'll take questions and answers from you. And what I'll tr try and do, this would be fun. This is something else that's a bit unique, is ask me as if I'm Mark and I'll try and answer as if I'm Mark. Because this is an honour and an ode to everything I've learned from Mark Homer over the last 15 years um, to celebrate his 40th birthday coming up on the 28th of Feb. And we've got something very special lined up for his birthday. I don't quite know what it is yet, but make sure you vote and comment. Um, on the, the poll and the post we put in the communities about what we're thinking of doing for his birthday, because we'd love to do something that he'd love to do, that you'd love him to do. And it's likely to be about his property and his business and his finance knowledge. It's likely to be that only 40 of you for his 40th birthday are going to get really close access to him. It's likely that we're going to do a really special offer and price and add some, some bonuses in only for his 40th birthday. So this could be very exciting and very special. So thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Or if I were Mark Homer, remember, every pound is a prison. Hi, Kevin back again. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Remember, Rob's going to be online each day for the next few days, sharing more content. The normal Progressive Property Podcast is out every Tuesday on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure you're also subscribed so you don't miss out on the weekly episode. Have a look at the Progressive Property YouTube channel and follow us on the Progressive Property Facebook community where you can get all of your property questions answered each day, every day. I've been Kevin McDonald. Speak soon. Everybody.